Is that one recording? Yeah. Okay. Hi. 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 I'm Brady. I'm Jasmine. And this is Escape, Escape Reset, Reset Reload. Reload. We had to say that real slow. Yeah, I've got so much echo in my ear right now. Oh, me too. This is going to be fantastic. It's going to be very interesting. We have an interesting sound situation today, so mm -hmm. we're just going to see if we're even going to put this one out but yeah, we're here and we've fought so hard to make this happen that yeah. we're gonna try and record something anyway yeah um so i apologize we apologize, we apologize. that our usual like multi-million dollar budget um <laughs> production just really isn't showing up today yeah uh, it's not the location, it's just some technical stuff, but... Um, it's us. It's us. It's not you, it's Yeah, us. it's not you either. You guys are great. Yeah. It's um, you. It's you, actually, is who it is. <laughs> it's that guy. Um, A.K.A. the microphone. So, um, today we are... Uh, we are going to talk... We're going to talk about what it's like to work in an escape room. Yeah. Um, we're both... I don't know. Uh, let's catch up. Room. Real quick, um, yeah. I just came back from Alaska. I don't know if you can tell. I'm Her wearing a sweater. Sick Alaska sweatshirt. You like it? I love it. I loved it, too. it when I saw it. I was like, wow, it's so me. I can see the hills and the moose. <laughs> yeah. So I was in Alaska a little bit. It was cool. It was mm -hmm. nice, fresh air, snow, visiting um, in laws who had. Their vaccines done, which was I cool. I forgot Rick's from Alaska. Yeah. I thought you just went to Alaska. I always went to Alaska. I'm doing it. And another thing about me is that right now I'm obsessed with Clubhouse. I'm so obsessed with it. It's this app. If you haven't heard of it, don't worry. Heart, like a lot of people haven't heard of it yet. You will hear of it. It makes me sound like I think it's so cool. <laughs> no, but like it's, it's, I'm not usually like on top of these things or like a part of these things at all. I'm, I'm behind on everything. I just happen to stumble across it and I'm obsessed. It's like an audio app and I listen to it like all day long. Um, and it's really cool. You can ask questions, go into little rooms. There's a lot of industry people right now talking about different things. It's really yeah. cool. So that's 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 me. That's what's yeah. happening right now. What about you, Braids? Um, well, Braids. I'm just having a good time. Um, actually, next week I'm going to Las Vegas, not for fun, um, because it's dangerous. I'm actually me and my fiance are going because we're going to be touring wedding venues we have some set up um, we're planning a vegas wedding in two years when hopefully the world's back almost to normal at least um, and we're going to visit the grand canyon and sleep in a wooden box that we paid 70 bucks for on airbnb am i talking really slow we're both really tired today. It's like an off day for us. Yeah. And unforeseeable things happened with this episode. <laughs> but we're champion through. Uh, no, you're not slow. We're okay, all good. Cool. We're just warming up. Yeah, sure. But yeah, that's I, so exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, we've found a bunch of different locations. And they're all too expensive. So we found a bunch more that are still too expensive. So we found three that might be a little bit in budget. And so we're going to go view those um, and then see if we can stumble across anything. I mean, in in the end, it's Vegas. We can always just go find an Elvis to marry us if we need to. 
for like 30 bucks in a corn dog, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, there are some good escape rooms in Vegas, I've heard. I'm aware. I've played... One of my favorite escape rooms was in Vegas. Um, it was called Mayan. It was a very simple name. Um, but it was like a, a Gen 1 escape room. Very lock and key. There was no electronics in the room at all. Everything was practical. But it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, because it it overcame the practicality with unique puzzles i specifically remember one puzzle involving like a rock with a rope attached and you have to place it in specific ways and the other side of the rope lifted the rock to a specific letter and it spelt something out or something like that it was just the like most ingenuitive way to be like here's a rock do a puzzle (laughs) so it was cool so um i'm a we were talking on Clubhouse recently to our adoring fans. Um, <laughs> two of them. Two. Who um, are awesome and participated. Yeah, yeah, and they actually taught me more about escape Yeah, rooms, they know much more about this than was, we do. They're like entrenched yeah, pros. Yeah. I would say it was humbling. I didn't a, think that I knew that much to begin no, with. It was no. just... I'm a fan of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, Hopefully they don't start a podcast, because then we'll lose all four of our followers. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we love you. Um, So yeah, today's topic is about um, what it's like to work in an escape room. And I thought we would begin by um, talking about our first escape room experience. We'll just briefly... Uh, talk about it. You briefly talked about yours on your birthday. Um, I'll talk about the first time I played an escape room and what it did to me. Uh, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> I can't wait for the details. Yeah. Um, it uh, it was like a creepy room, and um, you had to wear hoods, and you know you're so you're blinded, blindfolded. You go inside, and I never, I had no idea what to expect. Like not at all. I'm led in, I'm placed, like, just standing there. I'm with people um, that I didn't know very well. (laughs) And then take my blindfold off, and I'm in this cage. (laughs) Which was, you know, when you haven't done it before, you just don't expect it. And it was, the the scenery was amazing. There was, like, sound, and, like, the sound design was great. It was, like, creepy. Um, There was, like, uh, sort of um, old... I don't know, medieval sort of rock walls and like tortured things. And I was just like, I don't know. It was just insane. And then there was like a puzzle that was so unexpected. Like the, yeah, it was, I, I, I didn't solve, I think maybe it took me until the last room to start solving anything. Cause I was just like, I'm living for this lack of detail. Like the, like, the ambiguity behind this story, I can picture anywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. good, because I'm really trying not to <laughs> tell anybody where it is. Um, uh, so that means I'm doing well. But it was it, it was just so cool. It was just like, it felt like an adventure, and, um, and it was very much for me, and it still very much is about the adventure and the journey and the feeling, like, immersed. And we were just like, oh, they were loving the puzzles. I'm not a big puzzle person. I'm not very good at it either. But I'm, like, visual, and I'll, I, I'll solve visual things and remember things and stuff like that. But it was just so cool, and it, it, uh, it changed my life. 
So that was your first experience playing a room. Do you remember your first time, like the first room you trained in, like seeing behind the scenes, the room with everything reset and just like the sounds off and you're walking through with a flashlight and you're putting puzzles back and stuff? I'm trying to think of which first, which room was the first one. I think it was Da Vinci's challenge. Okay. That I first trained one. at. And Da Vinci's is not super hard or difficult to reset. It's actually probably your easiest room to reset. Yeah. And it's a beautiful room. Um, it's spacious. And it was, yeah, after you play, like after I trained and played them, it was fun to go in. And it feels like, you know, we're theater people. Yeah. And it feels like, yeah, like you're be- think, behind yeah. the scenes and you're resetting it and all these cool props and stuff. And yeah, it was just, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, before we go more into the next part of the journey of working in the escape room, do you want to tell us a little bit more about your first experience again? Yeah. Um, my first experience was with Quest Room on my birthday, um, and it was Red Giant. Um, and Robert, love you. Robert, um, he yeah. was our game master and we told him like, we've never done this before. I, I was at this horrible job, um, previously and I was miserable and I hadn't taken a day off in like four months like legit working straight through 60 hour weeks I was tired and I wasn't having any fun with anything in my life and I went to a mental health first aid class uh, two days before my birthday and everyone had to tell a fun fact about themselves and mine as always was I'm a tap dancer um, and the lady next to me was like, I'm a, an escape room enthusiast. I've played over 100 rooms. And I was like, that sounds sick. And I proceeded to, um, like... How did you find Questrom? Did you Google it? I Googled best, best escape, escape room in, in LA. LA. Um, and it, a Red Giant popped up. Um, and good old the model for red giant looks so much like jack black i could not what's do up him. max is his name max yeah and he does not look like jack black max at all black. No, it's just the photo in that photo yes I, everyone I says jack black and so i came and played and robert was like listen um i'm gonna lock you in there solve some puzzles or you die and i was like okay <laughs> and we went in and i had no idea what to expect and it just kept getting better and better and better and better I'm 80% sure we didn't actually escape um, because afterwards Robert was like, you got out with two seconds left. And then like a week and a half later, I saw him do that to someone who went like 30 seconds You learned that trick pretty quickly. (laughs) I was devastated when I found out I didn't actually escape. Oh my God, are we ruining things for people? (laughs) Maybe. But I mean, I'm sure you all know. Like, I mean, some... It depends on the group, but on some groups, if it's, like, your first time playing and Red Giant, like, some of our rooms have, like, really fun endings that we want them to experience. Yeah. And so we will um, either nudge them so that they can sort of move along. We ask first if it's okay. Um, Or, you know, we'll give them a little bit of extra time. Which I I don't, I've never been to an escape room that doesn't do that. Yeah. Maybe they don't, but some groups will say don't. You know, some people are very competitive and, you know, you've got to respect that. But we some... set it up beforehand. We were like, hey, Robert, like, it's my birthday. I have Hope depression. Um, please make this a good time. And I felt like he could not, because he's a good guy. He yeah. couldn't just he talk to me and die. So. And so 
then you applied. I remember I was the manager then and I interviewed you and I was like, I love him. And you were like, I played all the rooms and bloody, bloody, blah. I'm like, he's such a nerd. He's perfect. And then (laughs) we trained you and you had to do the whole... You finished 59, 59, what? That's crazy, yeah. one second left. Oh. Yeah. My, the first room I trained in was Red Giant, which yeah. was the first room I played. Yeah. And so, like, lifting the veil, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. There are three puzzles in that room, um, and two of them are, like, really hard puzzles. Another one was just me not getting it, that I never really understood what happened. Mm. Or how my fiancé and roommate solved the puzzle mm-hmm. until I got trained on how yeah. the puzzle was actually supposed to be. Um, and so that was my favorite part, is learning, like... Because even when you play an escape room, and people who play a lot of rooms, I'm assuming, hopefully I'm not alone in this, sometimes you get through a room and you're like, did I solve all the puzzles? Yes. Do I know how I solved all the puzzles? Oh, yeah. Not exactly. Not yeah. necessarily. Um, and so, like, there were a couple of puzzles in Red Giant that I have no idea how we actually solved, or who actually solved them, <laughs> um, but I know that they were solved, and then I learned how they're supposed to be solved, so it was just interesting seeing, like, and then just how everything works. That happens to me a lot, because, again, I don't solve that many puzzles. I'm like, <laughs> I'm on the, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm useless. But, um, but yeah, I, I do like playing with people who are good at including me mm-hmm. and being like, oh, you know, something's about to happen. Let's take a look. And I come over because sometimes there's cool effects and stuff. Um, and I like to say that to guests if they haven't played a lot of rooms to so like, hey, if you feel like you're doing something right, let people know because things might happen and you, you want people to be a part of it. Exactly. Uh, so that's one thing. And another thing is. I have a few friends that are really nice to, like, if I didn't understand it, will literally explain it to me while the rest of the group, like, keeps moving along, and I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's awesome when you when you get the chance to understand it. But I don't yeah. care that much. I'm so, again, I'm so much more about the adventure and the fun and the, the feeling of being immersed in another world and stuff. I would love to do a room and then be walked through step by step everything that happens immediately after. Really? Yes. I love knowing how it worked. That's that, what I that's what I liked about that that like Gen One room that I did in Vegas is that like I saw everything happening. Like if you didn't understand how it was gonna happen, it wasn't gonna happen. Um, like there were no magnets, there was no solving it by chance. Like everything you had to know what you were doing to do it. Which was fun. Like, it made it, like, afterwards I felt so satisfied. Because yeah. I had solved it. That yeah. that sounds like a puzzle lover's dream, kind of. Yeah. And, um, you know, if I had more time and less stress, then I'd probably enjoy it, too. Yeah. But when you're in a room with people who are good at it, I just kind of, I, I sort of uh, check out a little bit. And I let other people take over. And just played... touch the walls and stuff. Like, oh, wow. Texture. <laughs> We played one room together in person, um, and it was Tiki Time. Yes. Um, which is a very divide and conquer kind of and room. And I usually don't like those, because again, I feel like then you're not, a, mm-hmm. I miss, you miss out on so yeah. much, but, but I really weird. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we played with a group of other game masters, and I feel like we were very conscious about being like, 
hey team, I'm about to solve this puzzle. Yes. You want to see the cool effect? Mm -hmm. Everyone gather around. Yeah. And then we did. So we got to experience the room without having to solve everything. Yeah. And, and none of us in that group was particularly aggressive either. Like yeah. we were all motivated and excited, but not like aggro to the point where yeah. I sort of get scared and, and back out. <laughs> I do. I just, I, I'm just like, I feel like, hey, okay, well, you have fun. Now. I'm just going to look around. Um, okay, um, so when you uh, first started working here, what was it like? What were your coworkers like? What was it like having this job versus other jobs? It was terrifyingly overwhelming to first start because you, there's so much. I've got to say then that you um, did not let that on, to me anyway. <laughs> Because that was your boss. You were like, oh, it's fine. No problem. <laughs> I, it, was, it was just so stressful. Like, the first week on the job, just running one room by myself with you over my shoulder to correct me was more terrifying than running a triple. Like, that all started at the same time with people who sort of speak English. You know what I mean? Like... So just to uh, explain, a triple is watching and operating and listening to three games at one time, where you're then watching three different monitors with like, I don't know, nine, ten cameras in on one monitor and listening to the sound in the rooms for, yeah. of three games and then making sure that no one's breaking anything, making sure that in case something doesn't trigger or just making sure everything is happening smoothly. And that is a lot. It's crazy. It doesn't happen too often. But when it happens, it's it's rough for the game master. Yeah. It's just, I remember, like, the first game you game master, like, watching it, listening to them. One, it's just, if it, like, my first game that I did was actually Kelly. Um, my first Game Master oh, game no. was a co-worker's like, training day where she played Red Giant. But there, were, there was a game right after that that had six people, which is like the max for that room. So I'm like watching six people all in separate places, trying several different things, breaking several different rules at once. Oh, dear. In a room that I have the context of playing once and watching Kelly play once. That's it. So, like, I didn't, I didn't know the patterns. Now, like, I can watch Red Giant, and I know, like, oh, it's about this time they've mentioned this. They're probably going to solve this soon. Like, I can just connect because you're used to it. You can tell what kind of team is playing. You just, it's more instinctual. When you were first starting, I barely could remember the order the puzzles went in on my own. And I'm watching someone else do it, and there's like 30 of them doing different things, and people are asking for different hints, and I'm trying to tell this one person not to break the one rule I told them not to break before they went in. It's just stressful. It's weird how, I don't know, we feel so high stakes about it. I mean, but yeah. it is kind of a big deal. People pay a lot of money, um, and yeah, it's scary. I remember when I first started, uh, I had a really nice manager uh, who uh, was super patient with me. Um, and I felt that the R system control system is pretty intuitive. Like, it's step-by-step step and everything, and there's, like, a lot of explanations and stuff. And once you understand, like, what what's a trigger button and what's a hint button, hint button, like, we have pre-recorded hints in these character voices. Um, and it was super helpful. Once I got that, then it was better, but I was so nervous and 
oh, it was scary. But it was cool because everyone who worked here were nerdy, fun yeah. people who were super kind and super into it and like... The best group of co-workers possible. Yeah. Because we all have similar interests, even if we're all like following different paths in life and all that jazz. Like we all enjoy the puzzle aspect, the performance aspect, um, and just the job in general. Like it's it's fun to hang around, even if you don't get along as well with one co coworker as another. Like it's still a great job with people that are just having a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the same note, the easiest part of training was Jasmine is so organized. She has a binder that um, it was like detailed to like how many steps it took to get one side of the room to the other to reset with every possible thing um and it's really just you get to know the room so well because like if you do an opening shift you come in and you have to play through the game to make sure everything works right Mm -hmm. and so when you reset the room you're literally just playing the game backwards you're putting every taking everything from where it is and putting it back where it was and then just clean, honestly, the worst part is cleaning up because people love to put random things in random places. Yeah. But even that, after a while, you get used to like, they're always going to put this here. Like, you know, they're always going to put the giant pin in the mummy's hand or something. Like that. Do you remember when you first started <clears throat> doing back to back games where you had to reset and reload and the pressure of like, you, you're assigned enough time you should be okay but mm-hmm. when you're new it's, you yeah it's tricky and mm-hmm. there's a reset reload list a checklist with every single point and stuff so you can walk around with a binder and do it but you know people are waiting you don't want to be late mm-hmm. it's stressful um for me i also had a checklist um th- that was here before i got here so it's mm-hmm. not my credit <laughs> um oh. but uh, i mean the training binder was me yeah. but not the checklist and the checklist was good because it, it you know, teaches you step by step how to which object to put where and mm-hmm. in what order and there's magnets and electronics and different things. And uh it's super it was I don't know, it was super, super stressful. And the the team here on weekends, we are so slammed that we'll have like three games running at the same time. And then if a game master sees that another game master is still resetting a room, they will like if they just finish their room, they will slip in and like finish it off with you mm-hmm. did you feel that did you have like help and stuff like because i i would make you do it by yourself but yeah. once things got busy mm-hmm. how was it for you did it you know once it got busy at first it was it was intense because i still had a lot of questions um, and i'm a very personally when i like until i know i know it even if i think i know it i'll still ask for clarification and so when I was doing, like, my first weekend shift, and I was, like, a weekend of the job, I was technically done with training, I was still, like, does this go here? Does this go here? Knowing it does, but wanting clarification. Uh, and then, like, other people were, like, I don't know, I'm busy doing my own thing. Like, figure mm-hmm. it out. And, <laughs> like, because like, they were busy. They had a lot of stuff going on. Um, but it was one of those, like, you go into the fight, like, you build the calluses, you get used to it. Those are the moments when I remembered how to do it yeah um, and it, it was overwhelming at first but then it got easier and easier and when people could you could go and you could finish off a reset mm-hmm. and it's 
it's funny walking into a room, you can just go in, see what's where, and, and know, you know what part of the room they're at. Isn't that weird? That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's so true. And you... it's funny how it becomes like a dance. Because you know if you're, some of some of the rooms may have uh, things that are in different rooms. And you yes, have to like go back and forth placing things. You know like, you know that trick about like how to keep your house tidy? It's like every time you go to another room, pick something up with you. Yeah. To like tidy up. Yeah, so you're never just traveling. Yeah. You're just you're, yes, you're always there. being sort of uh, efficient and like economic with economical with your movement. Yeah. And you become like... You know all the stuff that goes there. So if you're going in that direction, you're bringing all the things, mm-hmm. and it's like you swing around, you close this, and ding, and ding, and it becomes like, especially with Red Giant, I feel like it's yeah. like a dance for me. And you have like you have the ability to be like, oh, I'm going to this place, so let me grab this along yes. the way and put it exactly. there because it passes it. Makes it tiny. Exactly, and then now I don't even have to think about it. Yeah. I, even now I haven't done it for so long. I did it a week ago. And I just, it was all there still. It's going to be surprisingly muscle memory. Yeah. Once I do it again. We're all and probably going to be scared and, and panic when we have to yeah. do it, but it will come back so fast. Well, I remember when we temporarily reopened, we had like a, a quick redo session where we all refresh, and it was super easy compared to what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you messed up a reset? I do. Mine, Tell me. of course, was in perfumer. Oh no. Yeah. Um, luckily, it was <laughs> super minor, and I caught it before the game started. Oh, well, that's not too bad then. Um, but it was, it was like I just, I, per- I forgot to put something where it's supposed to, like in a lockbox or yeah. something, and I left it out. Um, but I remember, like, I was about to send the room in, and it was just... I had already taken so long because that room takes forever to reset. Because not only is it the most tedious, it has the most puzzles, but it has like, you have to reset like five specific things and then do some stuff on the computer and then reset everything else and then reset like doors in a certain way. Just the way the room is played, you can't just willy-nilly reset and then close the doors and go. Like maybe Campbell then, and you have to like set everything in a specific order and it's a little bit more tedious. It's very specific, yeah. And it was just like, I I have messed up that reset more than any others. It's a nightmare because there's there's climbing involved. There's climbing. Climbing through holes. Mm-hmm. Um, opening and unlocking a bunch of doors and just different things and yeah. like it's really not it's not the one you want to mess up for it's sure. fickle if you it's mess so up the fickle. reset a little bit yeah the room is going to implode on itself yeah <laughs> and it's not because of like bad game design in a way but it's because it's, there's sequences and lots of different it's things very, that yeah. affect each other um but it pays off because it's an awesome game but yeah. But yeah, I I don't remember right now. I might remember later, but I remember something happened to a very good coworker of ours. I'm not gonna say his name because we love him, we know him, and <laughs> he's a great guy. Like we, he's awesome. But everyone makes mistakes, and he he likes to say this to all new players, uh, new game masters, to make them feel better because he probably did the worst thing ever. He left the iPad oh. and 
the resetting checklist in the room. And it was in Red Giant. So mind you, Red Giant is an Egyptian-themed room with like a tomb, like tiles, hieroglyphs. It's super, super immersive. And then you, everything is in theme. Like you don't see anything that doesn't belong, kind of. And then you come in there and then on a sarcophagus, there's an iPad. (laughs) And then you go to the last room, like the... Like uh, another room, I'm not. I'm trying not to spoil the spoil yeah, yeah. uh, You find like a, a laminated <laughs> checklist, I love where that. it explains lots of stuff about the puzzles yeah. you're about to do. Oh my god! My most common reset mistake is in Red Giant. Um, but you can save Red Giant so much. Well, yeah. Because you can go in without them it's knowing. So yeah. But it's it's one of those the reset mistake I have in there is. How do I explain this? Oh, that's yeah. It's just, it's something that when you complete the puzzle, the puzzle piece blends in so well with what you complete it with that if you're just rushing, resetting it, you don't think to take that puzzle piece out and put it back where it goes, where it's hidden. Oh my God, I don't even know what to talk about. Uh, I'm sure, like, I can't make the connection. Like I said, I'm tired. Well, I'll tell you later. I'm just, okay. But, but yeah. it's, uh, it's just this moment. Can, can you believe this? Oh, is it, is, it in the, is it early on? No, it's like mid-game. Like dead middle of the game. Okay. Because you have to solve a certain puzzle to find this piece. And it's this piece and some other pieces are in an area yeah. that is revealed when you that's solve That's my one. first initial thought, but I was like, there's no way. And then you take the one piece that's unique and you put it somewhere else and it blends in almost perfectly. Okay, now I don't know anymore. Anyway. <laughs> but it is, so I'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. And like, when you, oh! when you place that piece, oh, no. it triggers. Oh, now I know what it is. It and triggers it one of the most something. like cinematic moments in the, yes. in the game. <laughs> So, so I have I, done that before. And Ivan know. was here. Our boss was here and he uh yeah. yeah. The, the <laughs> it good was, thing, he was not happy. And was I got to the point where like I always check it now. Like yeah, it's on me the too. front of my foreground. I triple check. But I've left it in and the good thing is that they don't know. You can't it's still tell. cool because but even not. when you solve the puzzle that you're supposed to solve to find the piece, there's still two other pieces there. Yeah, yeah. So, it doesn't really ruin anything. It doesn't it just ruins the timing. Yeah. And it ruins um, your mood. It ruins your mood. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the same build and everything. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's not the worst. it just sucks when it, for you it sucks. Yeah. But um have you ever yeah. slightly off track, have you ever been in a room where something was reset improperly? Yes. It was Alice in Wonderland, 60 Out on the Rose. I like that room too. And I was, we played Ghost Ship that day, and everyone in my group loved Ghost Ship. I was like, ugh, no. And meh, meh. And then we went to Alice, and they were like, I hated that room. I was like, what? It It was was so much fun. fun. It was so whimsical. I loved it. But there was a few things that were messed up, and they ruined it a lot. I get that. I had two rooms messed up on every set. Um, One was. I played a lot of 60 out. So this yeah, isn't I, against 60 out at all. I just, also, oh, Grandma's Master Plan also messed up. Do what? Gra- Grandma's Master Plan as well with 60 out. I played... I, their Alice in Wonderland for me went off of that pitch. It was fantastic. Um, it was the first medium-level game I played after doing only hard levels for a long time. And I was like, wow, that was just fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'll play mediums constantly. But 
their room um hide circus phenomenal room but there was a puzzle halfway through that when we went in when you solve the puzzle it pops a chest open or something and the chest was popped open when we walked in and i being the game master noticed the magnet and i could tell this was supposed to be closed before something happened because i heard the sound yeah. trigger when we go in and i was like that's weird that that sound went off already yeah. And then the game master tried to like play it off, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it to you. Yeah. The rest of this room was fun, and you really like. I'm not gonna call you out on this right now. And there's another. I don't remember which room it was honestly, but I remember it. Oh, it wasn't sixty out. It was these rooms. It was their circus themed one as well. Circus themed rooms, I guess. Literally, we went in, and we were about five minutes into the game, and. Everything just started popping open. Oh, the no. sound started going off. Oh, I feel so bad for the game master. That's the like game, a nightmare. They have walkie-talkies. Oh, um, no. And the walkie-talkie bag. Oh. So, like, we, oh. he was also, as we went in, he was hosting out another game. And so, like, me and my roommate fiance were like, let's just stand here. Because I'm pretty sure he's going to look on the cameras and be like, oh, God. And then, like, next thing you know, you should be like, doo, 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 doo. this dude's running up the stairs. He comes in. He's like, I'm so sorry. We're like, it's fine. We knew we didn't look through the door. Like, we knew we just started. We weren't sure what was going on. And so he like reset the room and we sat in the hallway for a minute. So was that in the kind of in the beginning of the game then? It was like so close to the See, beginning. See, then it's okay. I mean, it's not great, but it's okay. Yeah. I I messed up. Now I remember <laughs> the real real bad thing that I did. <laughs> but um, oh god, and the group were amazing. Thank God. But basically there's three switches in the operating rooms that turn oh. off the entire game. Yeah. And once you finish your game, you reset it and everything, you turn it off to save uh, power. Mm-hmm. And there's, they're labeled. And I know in my head which is one, which one is which. Yeah. And then I was talking to a coworker, explaining something because I'm the manager. I was so tired. I think I had worked like, I had worked so much, I had barely slept. And Not then I go barely. over and as I'm talking to her, I just turn off the room she's operating, perfumer, and they were in the last room. And I, I, I was like, and she, and I was like, oh, oh, it was so awful. If you're listening, I'm so sorry, but you didn't know because I lied to you. Because <laughs> immediately I was like, there was a blackout. Uh-huh. And I ran down and I was like, I'm so sorry, there was a power outage. Um, God, I'm going to reset it really fast, which doesn't happen in Perfumer, but I did as fast as I could, and they went in the hallway, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. They were the nicest people. They were so nice. I love you. Thank you, players who are understanding. (laughs) Yeah, even though you didn't think it was our fault, even though it was my fault secretly. So anyway, I gave them like a fat, uh, like, coupon. Oh, uh, yeah. called blackout oh. coupon and like they emailed me a few weeks later and they were so nice and they got to play almost for free they should have maybe been able to play for free but we need money oh my god i should cut this out <laughs> anyway welcome to our first highly edited podcast <laughs> escape room news Okay, so we have two <laughs> news items today. Um, 
that are fun and exciting. One is a little local, uh, perhaps, but it's exciting nevertheless. If you live in Southern California, close to Anaheim, you can work at one of the coolest escape room companies. What escape room company? Crossroads Escape Crossroads Room escape Company. Company <laughs> is hiring? They're hiring. Oh, Yay. Wow. Um, yeah, they're hiring a game masters. So you can have the fun um, job that we've just been talking about. Yeah. Uh, they have some really cool games. They have Psych Ward. The circus one. What's your name? Hex room. That's not the circus one. Yeah, and then Hex Room, which is an old oldie goldie. Hex Room is one of my favorite rooms. It's a good time. Yeah. It's unique. It is unique. And I don't remember what their circus room is called. Like freak. No, I don't remember. But three good games. There might be more that I'm not aware of. But yeah, so you could have this awesome dream job. Uh, check them out. Uh, they're called Crossroads Escape or Crossroads Crossroads Escape Room. I should, yeah, I'll put links down below. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, you can uh, check our uh, Instagram and YouTube for the details if you are listening. News item number two. There is a new escape room blogger in town. His name is Mystery Rick. And he does, uh, he does, Mystery Rick. He, <laughs> he is our number four fan, I think. Number four. Number four. After me and Jasmine, ourselves being one and two. Yes, and then Rick is number three, and he's number four. Your Rick. Yeah, my Rick is yeah. number four. Jasmine's Rick, not mystery Rick. Yeah. There's no mystery about Jasmine's Rick. Nope. And then I guess Reese is number five. Reese is number yeah, because I don't feel like she loves it as much she's as Rick more, does. She's got other things going on. She's busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rick is too. He's busy writing uh, reviews. Check out Rick's review uh, uh, website. It is mysteryrick.wordpress.com. Okay, we're going to link that below as well. Um, that That is it for today. Um, feel free to send us news and fun, exciting things uh, for our next news segment, uh, thingy-majiggy. Um, okay, um, there was another thing. Um, just, yeah, I just wanted to talk about um, other things to do with what it's like. Oh, well, one thing yeah. that's unique to me and you, yeah, just me and you, learning so many rooms. Yes. Yeah, oh my God. We have eight games mm -hmm. currently. Mm -hmm. And that's yes, and and this and then yeah, this is like what I was gonna talk about. I was the first one to learn, uh, like from perfumer onward. I was the first one to learn perfumer, and I was the only one who knew perfumer for like two, almost a, yeah a week I'd say, and it was I mean obviously back to back booked because it was a brand new room and it was a nightmare to reset and things happened. Because it's such a finicky room, like things happened, so I had to restart it and do it over, yeah. and like just making sure everything was perfect. There were so many cool things, but super advanced game to operate, especially back then because we had some we don't have anymore. Yeah. And I was, I remember the anxiety with it, such anxiety, and my boss would be watching, and like we'd be freaking out if something went wrong. Mm -hmm. And the same with um, Resurrection. Yeah. Resurrection is intense. I don't want to say too much about it because it will spoil so much. But 
it's a very intense game for uh, a game master to to operate. Um, I think without giving anything away, the best way to explain is that Resurrection is the game that you are not, as the game master, in control of as much as others. Like, you have to relinquish your control of, like, supervision of the room so much more in that room than any other room, and it's horrifying. It's so stressful like i thank god i hired amazing game masters who love operating that room because that room for me just gave me so much anxiety like it is fun there's a lot of fun parts but i'm too worried most of the time in between because there's so much timing stuff that you have to do you have to be on it and it's like it's a it's a crazy room but that like learning that me and my boss together in a tiny little operating room uh, <laughs> operating that when we just opened the whole venue uh, we had just trained all these new game masters and then testing it and having groups and it was just like and it's so so much at the same time which teaches you a lot but it's super stressful that for me is like I'd say probably the worst part of the job even though I love it it's really that the most stressful it gets for me I would rather have to learn seven new resurrections than one more new party card Really, which is, I'm, I'm you know what we can say whatever we want about Party Hard is, because Party Hard is going. I love Party Hard. I know I do too, but I it's not our love playing the game. For the most part, I enjoy operating the game, but resetting and rebuilding the game. So Jasmine spoke earlier about how all of our games are like these super user friendly systems. Yeah, not the operating hard. system. The yeah, because we just design it. Yeah. yeah. So the party card uh, Ivan purchased and modified. Mm-hmm. So it is, uh, it works on a completely different system. Like the to reset the room, you have to walk around with the phone and like reset one puzzle and then click seven buttons and then reset the next puzzle and then click seven buttons in the dark. <laughs> and it's it's just it's the most confusing. It is. You have to like restart. There's like. There's a closet where the brain of the game lives, and it's got like five switches and buttons that you have to reset in between. And there are two light switches at the top that say, Do, Do not, not touch. touch. And guess what I did my first day independently running that game? I touched a little bit hell on that light switch. I, I was like, Gotta turn the room off and on. Boom, boom. And then the room was like, Gotta turn it back on. Not doing. I had to call. I had to call Jasmine, mm-hmm. who told me to call Ivan, who told me to call Kirill, who taught me how to use like um coat hanger to like take apart two different cabinets in the room and restart computer hard drives that were in there. And it was just the most like stressful. <laughs> and then on top of that, um. like. And Kirill, for reference, Kirill is like one of the owners of the um, company and he's Russian. He's very like typical sort of grumpy Russian dude who does a lot of tech stuff and he, his English is, he's, it's good, but it's not the best. And it comes off as very gruff, you know, and like, Mm -hmm. if you fuck up, if you fuck up like that, he'll be like, but I mean, he'll help you and he'll be understanding, but you're, it's like so horrible and scary. (laughs) I, in that same location, locked in the key to, there's a little back room in one of the rooms 
where you have to go in and set stuff up. Yeah. And there's a key for it. Only one key at that time. And you know, you go in, blah, 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 I get stuff. I close it. And I was like, oh, my God. And I had to call him. And he was just like, because he had to program a new key to open it up. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, mm. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that's, that's funny that you mentioned that. Because that... That location, so Western, mm-hmm. has our easiest game to run yeah. and our hardest game yeah. to run. Yeah. Because it has the first system I didn't build, mm-hmm. so it's the most basic and the most reliable. Mm-hmm. And then the one I did not build, mm-hmm. so we're just winging it. Yeah, the thing about it is you can do everything right with Party Hard. Everything right in the exact sequence and something can still go wrong. Mm-hmm. That is the scary part. And like the people who work there mostly, they get serious anxiety every time they close the door to, to and hoping that it's that working. Because you know pretty much right away if it's not going to work. Yeah. And it's a nightmare. But I, funnily enough, though I did accidentally shut the whole room off and kill it for a minute. I, when I got over there, because I enjoyed the room, basically anytime I worked, I was the party hard guy. I never had the room glitch on me. Wow. I had like, like one puzzle glitch once. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I think it was more operator error on the people playing the game. Because um, they like, there was like a puzzle where you have to press a series of buttons in a specific order but- that you hear from somewhere else. The economator. Okay. I thought it was buttons. Yeah. Oh, not the buttons. But you have to press in a specific order. And I had a group of people who came in just high out of their minds. That thought, what, what if we just press all the buttons A lot of together? high people like playing Party Hard. Uh, yeah. And they literally just press all of the buttons six times in a row at the same time, and it just solved it. Wow. And then afterwards, they were like, why did that solve it? And I was like, why did you do that? Like, <laughs> I was like, you used a system override. I didn't even know it existed. Yeah, that's um, so funny. But it's, the, the biggest problem that room is players' attitudes. Which, which is justifiable. Mm-hmm. One of the very first puzzles in the room is very difficult. It's the Kyle explained it the best. It is skill based. You either can do it or you cannot do it. That's if frustrating. If you're phenomenal like I am, you get it on the third try. Third try. Third try. Ask, ask we can Jim. say what it is. It's a karaoke game. It's you have, you have you to just sing into mic, but it's not singing. It's like ha. Ah. And it controls a bird, the louder you are, the higher the bird goes, and it's like Flappy Bird. Do you remember that game that plagued America for a year? It's Happy Bird. And then like, you have to scream to make it fly and fall, and then it, it lasts 10 seconds too long. Yeah. Everyone can get it through. It's like a 30-second game, and everyone can get it through 20 seconds. Yeah. But only the I only time. just did it. Like last week when really? I was testing it, I only for for the first time completed it. Uh, it so I'm not as fabulous as that. Is the closest I ever came to breaking a record in a room. That's awesome. Uh, but I could not figure out the puzzle. That's but a shame. It's a real butts. shame. Yeah, there's a, a wall of butts that you have to like feel up and stuff, and it's pretty funny. It's like Twister, but with butt cheeks. Yeah. It's really funny. Um, and the last thing. I guess what I wanted to talk about was uh, workarounds. So as we've already kind of probably 
explained to you or um, revealed there are things that sometimes go wrong if you're a player you are probably aware of it but maybe not to that extent but uh, if you're a game master you for sure know about this and what we should clarify for any like players who are watching like all of these instances we're talking about like we run like 50 games a night these are few and far between. Yeah. Like, very rarely does a puzzle glitch or does a room mess up. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's so, like, it's worth the money to go and play a game. It's not a gamble as to whether or not it'll work, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, sometimes, stuff happens. because it's super high-tech stuff, sometimes yeah. something will glitch. Uh, most of the time it's because players break things. Don't like, follow. technical things that we've explained to them, don't do this, and then they do it. And then we have to sort of have these workarounds to replace that part puzzle moment with something else. And things can happen that have never happened before. And we then write down a protocol, like protocol Omega. And like there's things that we have, we have this notebook where we write, like you have to get this part, put this here, do this and this and that. So we have like things in place for it, um, which us game masters have just finagled together. Um, and that is one of my things that I don't like, which we talked about in Angry Players, is when you go to an escape room and they're, they, they don't have a replacement for it. They don't haven't, they haven't yeah. got any sort of uh, explanation. Like, it doesn't smooth out, they don't smooth out the game, yeah. or they don't know how to save it. Like, you're, you're a guy who, who was trying to, like, play like, it off. At least he's trying to... At least he's trying to like cover it up yeah. so that you think you have a seamless experience. Right. Sometimes you're gonna sense the guest and they can call bullshit and you're like apologize honestly. Yeah. But if they don't know, you try to keep it perfect. You want it to be a part, good experience. A big part of like game mastering is knowing when you can play it off. Yeah. So a big one in perfumer that I will talk about without spoiling anything is that there's a series of puzzles that when you solve them something appears for you and you have to do it a handful of times like it's a, you have to find these things basically and so when you do it something appears and no we don't actually know any magic so there's like a system behind the wall of like making this thing appear and that's the most common glitch in that room is that sometimes when it's supposed to appear something won't appear and it's like, you learn after a while, it's like, oh, I can come over as a character and be like, oh, this was slightly off, or, oh, try this again, and then you can manually trigger that. Yeah, game. because our system controls almost everything. Yeah, we can do everything by hand. If so if something goes wrong, we trigger it, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is really good. Because sometimes, like, week two of me working here in Red Giant... A major part of the room literally collapses and prevents people from moving. <laughs> like, 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 I'm talking like architectural damage to the place. And then you just gotta be like. But that, that was something they did, right? Yeah, 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 yeah they caused it to happen. It's like, not like it sounded like collapse, like the room collapsed yeah, in on itself. No, <laughs> it's like, like, it couldn't hey, move. There's, like, it's, it's like, like the equivalent of being like, like no, hey, it was bad. a door right there that moves on its own, please don't ram your shoulder into the door, it'll break it. Yeah. And then they ram their shoulder into the door, and it breaks, and they can't get through it anymore. To the point that like, we have to shut the game down and bring... And it takes days to fix. 
Yeah, we get to cancel all the games for the next day. Oh, it's Those terrible. Are yeah, that's I've terrible. That happened twice. That has happened to Red Giant two times since I've been working here. And we have been times, able to, yeah, we've got, we made workarounds for it. Yeah. Um, but it's just such a, you know, it's, a, it's an important area of the room and it, it kind of sucks. Yeah. So, so we now emphasize the rule that's yeah. like, without I mean, we always, for yeah, it's a very, it's a, yeah, it's always been like one of the most important things that we say, mm-hmm. but you know, as a game master, you just have to sense, do I have to really repeat this? Sometimes you have to be like, okay, did you guys hear that? Did you, did you catch? Yeah. Like, you have to, yeah, this you have to be like stricter a, with people. This is such a high-intensity part of the room that people often forget about all the rules we told them. Yeah, yeah and I understand that. You, you, you know, um, and, but let's talk about that. Let's talk about intros and rules and how we do it here. So at Quest Room, um, each room has a different sort of story. I mean, all rooms do. And the Game Master has to, um, first of all, introduce you know, themselves to the group and ask them, have you played a lot of rooms before? Um, and gauge their skill level, gauge their competitiveness, gauge like what they want out from the room, and then operate from there. And then tell them the basic rules and then the specific rules for that specific room. And then put on a character voice and do a monologue slash intro thing to really get the players in the mood. Um, which is really fun, and like yeah. some other game masters take it to like another level and are like amazing about it. Mm-hmm. But everyone does like a really, you know, it's really important to us here at this uh, question that, that it feels immersive and that the game master is not just like, yeah, and uh, just don't break anything. Like, you're enthusiastic and you try to get them because, you know, get them it's excited. It's because each game master hosts each room differently. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have, I remember my first week, Ben was like, give the rules in this order because it's easier to remember. Yeah. But I, after time, I started giving it in a different order because like, it's more entertaining if I do it this way and they're going to pay attention to what I'm saying and I start opening up their phones. Um, and it's just... It, it gets different. Everyone does different things. And then when you get to different rooms, like my favorite thing about hosting in um, Cannibal's Den is everyone does it differently, but yeah. everyone, their different tactics have purposes. So there's stuff that happens throughout that room that if we vaguely mention it ahead of time and give you a certain sort of warning, then it sets you up for the reveal later to be nine times better. Because that also, that room has very, very specific rules for very specific puzzles. So you have to, like, find ways to introduce that without ruining the puzzle, mm-hmm. without giving anything away. And it's cool because it has flexibility within it to do things differently depending on the group. Yeah. Which is really awesome, and sometimes if we have enough staff, we'll like really make a big show out of it, yeah. and people absolutely love it, which it's, is really cool. It's also the one, the most, like, we place you in the room. Yeah. Like, where do you start, like, what part of the room that you are You have in? to, yeah, there's like, yeah. sorry for interrupting you. Uh, but it's specific, and some people just do it based off of logistics, like tallest person goes here, shortest person goes here, yeah. whatever. Um, but like, I have a series of questions I would ask in Kansas. I say, does anyone have any back problems I should know about? Yeah. Who is the most excited for this room? And who did you have to convince to come and play? Yeah. Um, 
And then generally, if, I, if someone looks like a Because it's a scary room and some people have to be convinced. Yeah. And then there's also, if the room, like, like depending on the like, later group of, like, 13-year-olds come in once. And I was like, how scared do y'all want this room? Because we can, like, dial down or up. Um, that was also the room where I got to watch one of the Property Brothers almost be himself. So that was fun. That's so fun. Yeah. And that's one of the many fun things about this job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been um, a while now, so I think we should probably wrap it up. Um, no better way to end it than a Property Brother you're making stance in the public place. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Property Brothers. Thank you, Property Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. That was fun. I hope you guys had fun uh, hearing us nerd out about uh, what it's like to work as, an, as a game master. Behind the scenes. We did. Yeah, we did at least, so that's, that's worth it. <laughs> But thank you so much for watching and for listening and for all your support. Um, we'll see you in the next episode. You'll hear us. Yeah, you'll hear or see us in the next episode. All right. Bye. Bye.